You're listening to One on One with DP. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to One on One on a Monday. Appreciate you guys hanging out. 402-464-5685. Starter Heyman text line. Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to add to the conversation, you want, you know, you got some curiosities you need to get out. All of that magic. Uh, the answer to that question is yes. Um, to that question, you are appreciated, kind sir. Um, you are, you are, you are a great ambassador for Husker uh, sports fans and and, and athletics. Uh, from the Texan as well. I was always curious when all those gymnasts are spinning through the air with doing twenty twists. How in the heck do they know where they're at? Um, primarily it's air awareness. It's not always what you spot, but that definitely is a helpful technique. It depends what you're doing as well. Um, you know, based on the event, uh, I'd say like vault and beam are a lot of spotting, um, bars. You kind of have to like be one with the bar. If you're doing a release move, you should be looking at the bar, but when you're in a handstand, you don't really look at anything. So you just kind of have to balance. Um, and I feel like that's how it is with floor too. Like you just have to be confident in your uh, body and your air awareness um, yeah. so, I mean, is is that muscle memory? Is that spatial memory? What What is that? It's muscle memory. If you're, you know, developing a good technique as a young gymnast, regardless of how old you are, if you start young or older, um, you kind of all have to start at the same level. And depending, like, how seriously you take, you know, a good foundation and technique, I think that can take you really far. Personally, I think I'm more of a technical gymnast than, like, a trickster. But some people who kind of just grow up throwing things and then they repeat it and repeat it, then it does become muscle memory. Give me give me that again between the, the difference between the two, the two types. Oh, okay. So, you know, there's, like, a technical gymnast. Okay. And then there's, for lack of better words, like, just a talent trickster that just can Ta- try something. Talent versus skill? Would that be? Um. More like, I would say like talent, I don't want to say like talent versus technique because you can definitely have both and it's really like I'm not referring to one or the other, but okay, so floor, I mentioned I'm not the strongest tumbler. Like if somebody just tried like something and then repeated it and repeated it and could get it, Mm -hmm. but for me, like I need a good, like I'm very type A, like what do I need to do? What leg needs to go? Where do my arms need to go? It's like when you learn a full, this is also common. I feel like in cheerleading, Mm -hmm. you kind of just, it's trial and error. And then once you get it, you just continue to do it. But I remember when I learned my full, like there was a very like set spot, wrap one arm, like keep your hips open, whatever. And then some people just like throw it and they (laughs) They could just do it. Yeah. They could just do it. See, okay. That makes sense to me because I, me as an athlete, if I saw it, I could do it. But if you told me how to do it, I would mess it up. Okay, yeah. So I would say probably <laughs> I'm the opposite. Okay. Well, I'm I'm a little bit of both. Another good example is uh, my bar dismount. So in club, I used to do what's called like a full out. Mm-hmm. So it's a double flip and you full on the second one. So there's a lot of different ways you can do a half in, half out. You can do a full tuck and then a full like full. So I would watch, you know, these college gymnasts who are trying to stick it all the time. And I would try to like learn this technique, like watch and rewatch, watch and rewatch and try, you know, an arm thing. I'd try like 
my coach had me clapping at one point when I should be like preparing to twist, whatever. And then before my senior year of high school, I tried a different dismount, which was a double layout, which is a double twist, but in like a different position. And nobody taught it to me. I literally taught it to myself. I just tried it a couple times and picked it up. And now it's literally the one I compete. And I didn't, I did the other one for literally my whole life since I was like 13. And then I learned this when I was like 17. So, you know, <laughs> you, you, you know that you're not normal, right? You know that you're barely human. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're barely human. Like, this is some <laughs> alien stuff that, as you talk about, you know what, I, you know, I, put, I put these two fools together, and most people, really, if I asked them to roll over on a mat without, <laughs> without hurting themselves, <laughs> that they probably wouldn't do that. How, often, how much work do you put in with a particular skill before you activate it into your routine? So if you're, if you're doing a thing, are you in the pits – for three months before you're willing to try this, what's the process? It's different for each skill, but definitely like what you were kind of getting at. Um, definitely want to start in a pit um, and just fling yourself in the air. And then even if you do have a good technique, even if someone's telling you how to do it step by step and you try it, it's not going to be perfect um, like on the first try. But I would just say until you're safe and confident, like you could be safe and confident but you might not have done enough reps so maybe you're not really safe to move forward but it's usually like kind of a mutual thing I mean my coaches were really supportive once I did figure out the new bar dismount but it was my decision like I'm pretty sure I did one day in the pit and I was like let's put Nate and in and then we did and then um yeah it's just up to me and the thing too with gym is it's it's half mental so if someone else is telling you to move it somewhere and you're like no can do then it's not going to happen but you know if you have like a good system going and you both feel confident or come up with a compromise then do, do you bar do you borrow from teammates like you see a teammate do a thing and you go you know what i need that yes <laughs> and no okay yes because i think you can definitely learn from your teammates like having a team is like a really strong like asset to watch and learn um especially if you don't know how to do something and having opposite strengths too uh can be beneficial but what brian my bar coach actually helped me once too was last year you know i had one of my teammates who had one type of dismount that looked a certain way on her and i'm like oh i should try like i want mine to look like that and he's like but you do it your way so like why would you want to make it look like hers but so sometimes it can be really beneficial and sometimes if it's working for you like don't overthink it i'm a huge overthinker um, what 4.0 <laughs> yeah yeah no no not at all. yeah not at all i'm from all of that we were talking earlier this morning um previously about athletes competing with themselves rather than their their environment their surroundings their situation for you the amount of work that you put in is that dictated by people coaches saying hey work on this or is this a thing that you control because you know what you should be doing and how this is supposed to work Again, both. It's a gray area. Yeah. Uh, definitely, um, especially freshman year, just because they've gotten to know me better. So they definitely take my, you know, opinion. They'll listen and, to you? Okay. Yes. Okay. But especially freshman year and even now, you know, it's kind of the coach's job to come up with the assignment. So unless you're physically, like, in a lot of pain where you're, like, no, like, can't actually do the landing this many times – um, I mean, it's pretty 
average to just try and like respect the coaches and do the assignment you're told at the end of the day I do know my body so I do know what's good for me but that doesn't mean that I just get to create my own numbers but I will say that they're really good at compromising so if you put in the work halfway that's honestly like what I pride myself on is I work so hard on the front end so then if something comes up like you know they totally listen to me and respect me and know I'm being honest um so just put in the work ahead of time and then if you have something that you want to bring up or something that you're like, hey, I don't think this is actually working as well for me, I think that individualizing assignments is a huge factor in college athletics because it's not one size fits all. And that is very club. That is very like everybody do this. And that does not suit each individual. So that's like something I love about college is um, they definitely don't do it like that. They definitely like to see what works for each person. What's the line for you for injury hurt and injury right Ooh. right <laughs> you're asking the wrong person because even when i'm injured i will literally act like i am not <laughs> but well, but i get but i get that right like i absolutely get that that to get through an entire gymnastics season from off season through without injury is almost next to impossible so where do you draw the line between you know what pump the brakes Kenzie you need to you need to chill to oh tough through it we got work to do Um I think just experience of the sport through all the years I've done it kind of teaches me that and I do know my body I will almost never you know get out of a competition so one being freshman year about it was February, February seventh, and I. And she knows it. Like you, you, you look. What time was it? Yeah, yeah, like mm, probably around four p.m. <laughs> <laughs> but I did a dismount wrong on bars, landed it wrong, like slid forward as my feet were down, and I hurt my heel badly. And I knew it in the moment. Like I definitely knew it. I literally crawled off the mat. And it wasn't my ankle, so some people were kind of confused because they were like, I don't know what to do about it. But after an MRI, I ended up, like, tearing my heel pad off my bone. But it's, like, superficial. Say that again. I tore my heel pad, which is the superficial soft tissue on the bottom of your heel, the squishy part. I have a heel pad? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rico. But I've never heard – like I've – I don't think I've ever heard anybody say they tore it yes. off the bone. So I am prone to the most unusual injuries of all time. And the doctor has only ever seen it one other time in his entire career. Um, some guy who was in like a construction accident, I'm pretty sure. Wow. But so what construction happened Construction accident, was, gymnastics. Oh, yeah, thing. honestly, <laughs> kind of the same thing. But we warmed up vault, went to bars. That's when it happened. I put this heel cup and taped it and so my it was like a high heel kind of because yeah. it was like that on a silicone thing and I was like well I'm just gonna go to beam now and then I literally was doing beam and like not touching my heel to the beam I was doing it all on tippy toe which honestly works out for beam it's okay and then I went back and we changed leaders and it was time to compete and so I hadn't done vault since I heard it and I couldn't like run normally but I still competed vault so that's that and then I went to bars and that was my first um event title was that me on bars because I was like so mad that I couldn't vault to what I thought I could so I like took it out on bars and I actually got the event title on that and then I went to beam and also hit that so that was that <laughs> yeah, so she'll be using the heel pad for but her. then I was out afterwards for everything for the next week and then I came back on bars the following 
week because they only had five people. So they did five by five counts. So the next week <sighs> I came back on bars and I think I exhibitioned beam. And then the next meet I did bars and beam. And then finally, the last meet was Big Tens, and that was the first time I vaulted. And I actually got my career high on vault that meet. But I, I did vault, bars, and beam. And then the season was over, and then we went to regionals, which I just made on bars because I don't even think I had enough, like, really to calculate a good score for um, well, especially. Well, that's why I asked about the, 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 the next event, the, the, the all-around, because mm-hmm. it helps you get into other spaces when it comes yeah. to off-season stuff. So. Yeah, it's a tough Which decision. Which I want so bad. I have gone back and forth. Like, I want to do it all, but physically right now, I'm not planning on it, but I'm also not closing the door completely. I don't think doors close for you. I think they just <laughs> they just kind of wait for you. I uh, just think don't tempt me because I have practice today. And you'll watch me try and start tumbling right now. Because yeah, <laughs> the, the, well, that's, the, that's the part of it, right? So then I, 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 I want to ask because how does – this coaching staff boundary you because they have to be careful in that limiting exception, right? If you're an elite athlete, they don't want to get in the way of it, but they also have a responsibility to protect you. So mm-hmm. when Kenzie gets her hair on fire and decides, let's go on a scale of one to 10, when does coach Brink, tap you on the shoulder and say pump the brakes um a lot she (laughs) (laughs) not a lot but she definitely listens and she definitely is observant if you are like down or like not yourself um in which we all go i'm fine so it kind of is us shocker but there have been times i want to quote, uh, and I have not been fine, and I told her. So uh, when she asked me, and there have been times where I really did take a break. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's good to mention as well. That same um, season when I was trying to, like, ease back into, like, each event, I did not just get thrown into beam. I had to kind of um, work and practice against other girls to who's going to get the spot because um, – I think that partly she didn't want to just be like, here, do your whole thing because she wasn't sure if I was really like ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. But again, like she gave me numbers to do and I did them. So at that point, if you're kind of undeniable in the fact that you can handle it and you're hitting it, that's kind of how I ended up doing it back at big tens. Um, But yeah, it's a good compromise. Like I said, like she, the point is that she, you know, didn't force me to do anything. It was in my hands if I could do it or not. And if I were not me and I couldn't do it, then I just as easily would not have done it. But I am me and I wanted to do it and I could do it. So that's how that happened. I can just see you two just snorting each other forehead <laughs> to forehead. I'm going to no, do this. I'm we not going to do it. Best relationship. I, 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 we have the best relationship. Because you, you're so much alike. <laughs> HB? Yes. <laughs> Yes, you both are. Oh, my goodness gracious. We'll throw it a break. Uh, we'll come back, close out one-on-one with Kenzie Davis. I had questions. Got to talk about the parents and the coaching aspect of it. And then we got to ask her thoughts on Baker Mayfield to her Carolina Panthers. We'll be right back. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 
Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.